This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing today? Hope everyone is well. We are going to get right into it because we are joined today by from 3,000 miles away by one of the former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Miss Catherine Edwards. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? You look so nice today. Oh, well, that, thank you very much. That's a nice compliment, considering it's the first time I've put a scratch of makeup on in weeks. Well, I guess you don't really need to if you're staying in. Now, you're not in Beverly Hills, right? You're you're quarantining somewhere else? Posting up in San Diego, where we have much more space and uh, in a bigger yard, less people. Yeah. How is it there? Is it quiet? Or, I mean, are people I, out? Yeah. We live in an area that's kind of away from the mix, about a half an hour north of San Diego, and it's horse country. So, I mean, I'm literally like by horses all day long and owls at night and hawks during the day, and it's beautiful. That's nice. Do you guys go back and forth a lot normally? or? Uh, normally we do, yeah. We're back and forth a lot normally. But um, and when things are going on, when it's football season and, you know, and everything's going on, we're there more. And we obviously when we travel, we fly out of LAX because the airport down in, here in San Diego is so small. So totally. that's our that's our main hub. But this is our little slice of paradise. That's nice. Now, tell me, are you from California originally? No, I'm from Wisconsin. Really? How so you were born, so you grew up in Wisconsin. How was that? Uh, I'm very grateful to have been raised there. I, I, I love my Midwestern values and my work ethic. Um, but it's no place to live. You know, Chicago, I, Chicago's a great city. Milwaukee is a great city. But it's kind of like once you get a taste of life outside of that small town, it's tough to go back. So you were just like, let me go to school and then move on. Yeah. I left when I was 17. Oh, wow. How'd you end up in Beverly Hills or LA? Um, I, I moved out of Wisconsin when I was 17 and I moved to Paris and I was modeling there for years and years. And then I was kind of always trying to find my next place to live where I would stay. And I lived in New York for a while and I just did not like all of the buildings and the cement and the people. And then I moved to California, and that was it for me. New York is not for everybody. No, I'm I'm really a, a, a nature girl. I love the outdoors. I need to be outside. I need to put my feet in the earth, like, daily. So that just was not it for me. Central Park was not cutting it. <laughs> you seem like a nature girl. And see, I don't care if I never, you know, like, I'm 
active, but just give me a gym and give me some concrete and I'm fine. Like I don't need to be around trees or anything like that. Animals? Animals, but not on a regular basis. No, I'd rather walk. I'd rather walk and get Indian food delivered at 1am when I want it. And then I just, I'm such a city person. Yeah. Are you from New York? I grew up between like New York and Connecticut. So same thing. It's like local. Okay. I mean, I went to high school and all that in uh, Connecticut. So I grew up in the suburbs, but I knew that I was always moving to New York thereafter. Yeah. So how was modeling in Paris? Like, did you love modeling? No, not really. I didn't. Because it, it just, it always kept me from home. And it wasn't home, you know, that I wanted to be in the my little small town that I grew up in. But I wanted to be in America, number one. And I wanted to be at a place where my stuff was, where my car was, where I could have a dog. So I didn't love it. And, and when you're modeling and you're really working, you're never in one place for long. All you do is travel. And it's great, but you can't be attached to anything. And modeling was so different back then, I mean, yeah. than where it is oh, now. There was, I mean, when when I wanted to communicate with someone, it was, you know, dropping coins into the phone booth and writing letters. And by the time they'd get it, it was old news. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And like dropping off like a hard portfolio book, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was, I, I in, in a lot of ways, it was, it, it was probably safer you know what I mean? There were there weren't all of the I don't know. It just it just seemed like people were a little bit more trustworthy. If I had a kid now, if I had a daughter now, there's no way I'd let her go to Paris at 17. I don't know what really? I was thinking. I mean, it yeah, even then. But no, there's no way. I mean, the concept of it is strange. Like when you say it like that, like you know, you're 17 and you're going to Paris, you're like, yeah. Yeah, she put me on a plane out of Chicago by myself. Never, I mean, she met the my agent from Paris. They came and that's, you know, they did a scouting thing. But she had no idea where I was sleeping, nothing. I didn't speak the language, nothing. And wow. Yeah, but she knew I was a little bit of a scrapper, so I'd be all right. So you probably grew up fast from that. Yeah, yeah. Being on your own. And speaking of modeling, I'm sure, you know, like when you started on The Housewives, you know, everyone, did everyone start telling you you look like a Viva Drescher? You know what? I heard that a few times and and I was kind of at first shocked, but not shocked. I, I, I thought, really, do we look alike? I, and now I've, I've heard it a couple times, but not since the show, actually. I mean, I'm looking at you right now. Well, here's the thing. I wasn't necessarily so convinced but now that I'm sitting here with you looking at you a hundred percent oh yeah no I see the the similarity yeah I see the similarity in our faces yeah I wonder what her ethnicity is like where what her uh, heritage is I don't know I know her but I don't know her heritage yeah if I do I forgot so and how is your husband doing how is Donnie Edwards he is Hunkier than ever. Yes. He's wearing a goatee in the uh, in the quarantining, which really? has no facial hair on the side, so it's just right here. It's kind of funny, and it's bald in the center. Really. Outside, maybe he's on a conference call himself, so maybe he'll walk by and you'll see him. And he's got you know like his hair is growing out, so he really yeah. 
Does he need a haircut yet? Oh, he needs a haircut, and I've offered, but he's he looks like Mr. Heatmeister from um, that Christmas show. Really? He's Meister and Mr. Heatmeister, and it's just yeah, cool. yeah. One of my friends, well, is a hairdresser, and he was like, "Do not, under any circumstances, cut your own hair." That's his professional advice. I'm, I'm not, unless we're still here in six months, then I might have no choice. Oh, what but, about the roots? I mean, my God. Well, that's what I mean. I said the other day when we were talking, I'm like, what is everyone going to look like? Like, just as far as like the Botox and all of that. I mean, Beverly Hills, New York, like, I can't imagine. Although, yes, I'm sure people are sneaking people in. I haven't done it yet, but I, I if, it, if it really came down to it, I think we're going to be... Um, Given the, the 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 keys to the city again, I think in May, the middle of May, I think I read oh, May wow. 18th, and so I can definitely hold out to then. Oh wow! So that's not so far away. Well, I mean, a little less than a month. That's that's still a long time to go. It's a while. Yeah. It's a while. Killing me. <laughs> no, but I I think you look great. So now, speaking of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, so when the show was first getting cast, like you came on in season six, like, did you, like, did you, was there like a buzz around town, like that, oh my God, we're getting a franchise? Like, did you know people that wanted to be on it? Or were you just like totally removed from that in the beginning? I had, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't know that they were doing a show in Beverly Hills. I mean, by the season six, I had heard of it, but in the beginning, no. And I think that what kind of had me pay attention to it a little bit more was when, I don't know how to turn that off. If I think it's, I know, I think it's yours. I, I just shot my email. Sure, it's mine. Um, but anyway, when uh, when Rena did it, you know, because I knew her, and, um, and that was kind of a little bit of, not a shock, but just, you know, strange. Um, and there were other people I, you know, I knew of Kyle. I hadn't met Kyle yet, but we had mutual friends. And I knew Yolanda. And um, who else is on there then? Did just, you know Adrian or Taylor? No. Nope. Never met him. No. So I'm not really, I really didn't ever move in like the Beverly Hills housewife circle of women. I was always more of the NFL sports wives group. You know, where it was all kind of more the athletes, wives, and girlfriends. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That was a little bit more my circle. More Definitely, I did not do the, the whole, I mean, I have friends that are actors and actresses and everything, but that was never my crowd. Where did you, I don't even know, I mean, maybe that you went into this on the show. Where did you meet your husband, Donnie? I forgot. I met him in LA. Oh, wow. Friend, yeah. Yeah, in Brentwood. Nice. Yeah. So, right. So you didn't know any of those guys. So, right. So, Rena, I guess that was shocking in the sense that, you know, back then there was really no actress that kind of crossed over, so to speak, to reality TV. And she was kind of the first. Right. I remember remember her trying to get a job. And I remember some other mutual friends saying that, you know, she was doing everything to get a job and she was trying to get back on when they were going to recast Melrose Place or something. And she was literally like standing on the street corner, like cast me. And, you know, she was really trying to work. And I thought, okay, well, you know, if she can't, you know, isn't booking, you know, TV series or whatever, I guess maybe a reality show is the next best thing. 
Right, because I remember when they were recasting, when they were doing like the reboot of Melrose and, you know. Get on that. Really? Yeah, yeah. She's she, a go-getter. She's a flipping hustler. She, she That girl wants to work. And she tried hard and they were just like, no. Because they did have some of the originals on it. Right. No, she wanted to be on that. Yeah, bad. Wow. Yeah, and, and then she did Dancing with the Dancing with the Stars. I mean, it was like the, her hat was in every pile. Like she was, she was trying to get something going, twenty four seven. And then this just kind of came along and. And honey, I think she found her niche. This is where she's meant to be. I think so. I mean, especially since, you know, not everyone has transitioned so successfully. Like Kim Fields from Facts of Life was on the Atlanta Housewives, and there have been other actresses. You know, Denise is now in her second season. It seems like Denise is having some troubles, which we can get into. And now we have Garcelle. I watched, wait, I, we got to talk about this. I watched the first episode of Beverly Hills just for this podcast, to, I mean, to do this. So I would know what you were talking about. And I am like so tempted to get my phone out and start texting people to say WTF. Do you know, Den- well, first of all, thank you for preparing to sit down and chat with me. If only everyone prepared. Do you know Denise? No, I'm, I've seen her out a couple times, but I do not know her. No, but I know people. We have mutual friends, a lot of mutual friends. I mean, it's shocking in the sense that like, A, she just stopped filming. Like she is, seems to be pissed at Bravo. And she says, I mean, at least does this just happened, I think, over the weekend. Or, like, she says, like, I never said I quit. I never said I wasn't coming to the reunion. That's what all my castmates say. But I don't know. I mean, look, you we'll see what. Think? No, I mean, I just, like, look, I don't know anything. My gut without watching this season. And I, I don't like to read too much because I like to really see what happens as the show goes on. So I really tried to not read about this as it was happening the past few months. I don't know. I just, well, first of all, I don't even understand what's being claimed. Are they claiming that like she had an affair with Brandy or she had a three way with Brandy, including her husband? I don't know if that really makes it any different, but one of those two things is what's being claimed. I I just, yeah, she had, I think she had a three way. I think if the husband was involved, it would, I mean, sure. She could be embarrassed for her kid's sake, but, I don't think it would be the big shock like you're trying to ruin my marriage or like break my family up because then her, I mean obviously her husband's in it or knows about it so there's no right shock but do you think it's more just like an affair with Brandy I just I don't know I like the way you use the word affair I would say maybe a hookup okay a hookup hookup or affair but Brandy swears that she has receipts and proof and all of this which is what makes it strange. Well, I mean, receipts? I assume text messages, maybe. I mean, I'm just taking a guess. Okay. Do you know Brandy? No, I no, I don't know her. And again, we have mutual friends, but um, no, mm-mm, I've never met her. I, I mean, listen, if someone does something like that, that's I, I'm a, kind of like a person that feels like it's everybody's own business, what they do. Or, I mean, if she's in a relationship and she's married, obviously, and this is not an open marriage and her husband would not be down for this, then no, it's, it's wrong and shame on her for doing that. And I feel bad for him, but you know, to think that this kind of thing doesn't go on, it does. 
you know, it, it is what it is. And I think it's really shitty if, you know, the show capitalized on it and, you know, didn't consult with her in any way, shape or form and just kind of had like a gotcha moment and is throwing her that under the bus. I think that's really shitty for me. I think that's not nice. Right. And do you think like that was the producers and like Bravo or the castmates? Yeah, no, I think all of it, all of it. I think that, you know, they had something and, and it's kind of the way I felt, you know, in the little short time that I was on there, if there was something that they could get on you, it was going to be used. And, and, and honestly, when I did it, there were a lot of people that said, gosh, Catherine, why would you want to do this? Why would you put yourself out there? And I said, I have no buried bones. I mean, you can dig to China. You're not going to find anything on me. There's nothing. I mean, I have nothing. It's kind of, you know, boring in a way. And maybe that was, you know, a part of it. It's like, say what you want to say. It's, you know, it's, there's nothing. It makes you wonder like why people like even like Teresa Giudice or just like why people with something to hide, like it is going to come out people like people dig. Sure. And in, in, when someone's, you know, in, 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 to me, it's kind of seems if you're going to sleep with someone like Brandy and I'm not saying that she's a bad person, I don't know her, but she definitely lives her life, you know, in front of everyone. Why would you think that this would be a secret? I mean, yeah. I think she shares everything, doesn't she? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So that was not a very smart move of Denise's. Right. Maybe you want to sleep with a woman, there's a million, or or anyone, anyone, there's a million people you can go hook up with. True. Yeah. Maybe not the town crier. But you think Denise when this happened, just thought it's this is not going to come out. The producers would never do this to me and that the producers kind of went out of their way to bring it to the forefront. No, I think that she probably, this is what I think. And I I could be dead wrong. I think she knew Brandy. They had a friendship. This is something that they did. Maybe they drank a lot of tequila together and this happened and then they enjoyed it and it happened again. And then Brandy said, Hey, this is a really great thing for the show and I'm going to get back on the show and you know, I'm going to share it. And Denise trusted that Brandy wouldn't. And the show is not going to be loyal to Denise. The show is loyal to viewership and ratings. Yeah. Everyone is, everyone is, um, no one is above getting, you know, dragged through the mud. No Totally. One. And do you think the cast kind of attributed to this? I mean, Lisa Rinna just got a bunch of flack online because last season she was saying, don't dig up, don't dig up things about Dorit. And now Lisa's basically saying to Denise, like, this is what you signed up for. This is what you signed up for. You know, do you think like that's a double standard and the cast kind of attributed to like, if you want to throw Brandy under the bus, I mean, uh, Denise under the bus, go ahead. Yeah. And, but you know, there's also part of, of, of me that kind of doesn't trust the whole picture. And, and I know that Denise and Renna are friends and maybe they like talked on the side and said, Hey, let's just do it for the season. It's going to be great TV. And, you know, we're cool. Like handshake, handshake. We've got each other's backs. Uh, you know, don't worry. And let's just make a great TV show. That's possible. 
It is totally possible. And that's just like a bigger issue that I've talked about on here before is like, if you are a veteran and you like, this is what I think. I think that people come on and when they don't work out as a housewife, what I've heard directly firsthand from a lot of people that are not housewives anymore are like, I thought I was coming on a reality show because it's a real show and I was going to show my life. That's, and then I think the other people, you know, people like Rinna or just anyone, I'm not even picking on her, just anyone that is on it for five, 10 years, four years. I think to your point, they come in and are just like, this is what we have to do. And look, they're good at it. And some people are just like, I'm not willing to do that. I think that's 100% right. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes, and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I think that there's a lot of people that just figure excuse my language, but fuck it. You know, it's, it's money. This is what I'm doing to, to make money. And the more you put yourself out there, the, the better you're going to be as far as, you know, the show rewarding you, all the things you're going to get from it. And you got to deliver season in and season out. And, and I think that, I think, I, I think that Rena gets that clearly. And I think Denise in light of, you know, what she's, been through with Charlie Sheehan and you know this is nothing compared to that so who knows maybe they just have a little pack interesting I don't know but in in that it can always go south you know what I mean someone can overstep a boundary and hey I thought it wasn't we weren't going to say that or do this or you I didn't know you were going to share that and you know and you can have squabbles along the way and someone sells the other one out who knows yeah I mean there's a lot that could go wrong a lot especially with women. True. And women with big egos. And this show has a lot of big egos, I, I would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you, so how did you get brought onto the show? Was it through Rena originally? Like, who did you know that season? Or was it just producers? Um, it, it was, it was actually through a girl, a girl by the name of Carmela Garcia, who was married to Jeff Garcia, quarterback for the 49ers, and she wanted to go on the show. And I don't know what happened, but she didn't go. And then they asked her, I believe is the story, um, if she knew of someone else. And somehow she brought my name up, which was so strange. And I said no the first two times, because I really felt like it was in my backyard and I didn't want to do that. 
and then I thought, okay, well, what the heck, you know, I'm kind of a believer that things happen for a reason. And I don't know, you know, why this came to me, but that I would try it. And it happened really fast because the show was already filming. And I think they were looking for another person because I don't think it was going that well. And they needed something. There was, there were, there wasn't a storyline, nothing was happening. And so it was like, they got to throw another person in the mix. And, and that could and that could be why you didn't come on till season to episode eight. Yeah. The show was already filming. And I remember when they called me and they said, please, you know, we're already filming. We got to get your contract done quick. We got to get you in there. And so it was like that. But I didn't know what was going on. You know, it was already a whole, I like I walked into, you know, the hornet's nest. Like they didn't prepare you. They just said, this is your first day of filming and. Wow. They didn't say like, well, you know, let us explain to you. This is who Kyle is. Like, did you know these? I mean, not know in person, but like, did you know, like, okay, this is the relationship between Kyle and Vanderpump and Yolanda. Like, do you know any of it? No. Wow. No. I mean, it was, and it was really like, you'll just, you know, we want, and it's, it's like the typical thing. We want everyone to form their own opinions, say exactly what you feel. Don't hold back. You know, just be really open. Look, 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 look. Okay. I mean, it's like drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And, and knowing half of the people, you know, knowing a good, you know, percentage of them and knowing almost everyone through other mutual people, I'm like, this has got to be a shit show. Did you walk in there like, okay, like, did you walk in with that attitude? Like, oh my God, this is going to be crazy. Or did you think like, this will be a lot? Cause I've heard from a lot of people that have signed up, you know, like they just thought, you know, like this will be nice. And then right away they're like, what the hell? Or was it, did you know you were walking into like a battleground? I, I went in there thinking I was walking into pretty much a battleground and someone was going to come from me like instantly, just based on the Faye Resnick shit with Kyle. And, and that was the first thing that Renna said to me, and I'll, and it, you know, and I don't, I wasn't, you know, in touch with Lisa Renna when I started doing the show, um, but you know, and when I went into it, no one knew that I was the new housewife. I just showed up at this party, and Renna was like, "Oh my God, Catherine, what are you doing here?" And and she's smart enough to figure out, like, "Oh, okay, you know, this is the new thing." And the first thing that she said to me was like. She, you know, it's typical Lisa Renna and making the show. She's like, the first thing I think of every time I see you is OJ. And I was just like, okay. Like how long into filming was that? Like that was the first day, first scene. Yeah. Wow. First, first everything. And it was so funny because it kind of, it, it, it took me, a, you know, a little back. I thought, wow, you know, like right away. Okay. And I think that's even what I said. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. But in my mind, I wasn't thinking, you know, that that's what she really thought. I was just thinking like, wow, already, you know, you're going to come and in that, in my head. And I wish I would have said it now. And I was like, the first thing I think of when I see you is fake lips. I swear to you, that's what I thought of. And I didn't say it because I just was going to be nice, but yeah, it, it just was just right away. Like, okay, here we go. And then we went, you know, to this, I don't know, restaurant in uh, in L.A. And then Kyle asked me instantly, oh, you know my friend Faye? And I thought, geez, Louise. 
Okay. And do you think that that is why you were cast? Oh, a hundred percent. Come on. Yeah. hundred percent. In the sense that Kyle is really good friends with Faye. Yeah. And I, and I, and I knew enough of them, you know, I knew Rena, I knew Yolande. It was, it was an easy, you know, I was like an easy person to slip in there halfway through the season and with the Faye stuff. It was easy. I, you know, that was like a, a, a gimme. And did the producers ever, did the producers ever ask during like them deciding to hire you? Like, tell us about Faye, tell us about OJ, none of that. Mm-mm. But obviously they, they knew. knew. They, I mean, they, they knew like when, when you talk to them, they, you know, like, tell us about yourself. Who are you? And I, and, I mean, it's, it's not a secret of who I am there. You know what I mean? Enough people know me. And right. So, for me to say, well, yes, you know, I was married before and this is, you know, I was married on Rockingham Drive and I was married to this guy and yeah. And everyone, it was public knowledge, you know, when Robert Kardashian read the suicide letter, he, you know, mentions my name in it. So yeah, in LA, there's no secrets like that. So they knew. Wait, and what was that? What letter? Oh, when, uh, when after oh, the, the, the Bronco chase, when that was happening and he read the OJ had written a suicide letter and he had, you know, mentioned all of the people that he was close to in the letter and like his last final words to them. And he had mentioned something to my ex-husband about me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, people in LA, <laughs> you know what I mean? You live in I- I know about the Bronco chase. I'm a lot younger, though, than, than when that was all going on, too. But I think everybody knows the Bronco chase. Okay. But, I mean, but the letter I didn't know. P- okay, so putting OJ aside just for a second, because I feel like this season had, like, maybe two or three main, quote-unquote, stories. So where do you come out on the whole, and were you shocked about the whole Yolanda Munchausen's, like, once again, we're taking a really serious issue like Lyme disease where someone is actually, I mean, Yolanda got really sick towards the end and during filming and that's why she stopped. You know what I mean? Like this became a whole storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um, you know, I think it was coupled with, I think that the, I think that she was battling Lyme and she was really sick. And then I think that, you know, being in a marriage with someone who's, probably wasn't the greatest, you know, most giving guy. And, you know, that with not being able to get out of bed and and being in pain and coupled with depression and all of those things, you know, and then the, I mean, and I, the whole Munchausen thing of who said it, everyone, everyone knew that, that in really, in my opinion, the whole story was completely produced and contrived. Yeah. Produced by the producers or somebody who said it or like, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All of the above. Someone's someone said it, someone did say it, but the way they turned it into this big mountain that they could make the whole season about this. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause they didn't have anything else. And who said it? Who's the person? She's not on the show. The person who said it, yeah. The person who said it. Who do you think, right, well, I mean, and then to your point about turning something in, I mean, look at last season. Well, I mean, maybe you didn't watch what it was all about, like, Puppygate and, like, Lisa versus Dorit. Right, they take one thing and turn it into, who do you think was, like, 
the biggest shit star on that whole Munchausen spell? Was it Rena, Kyle, or Vanderpump? No, it was Rena. It was Rena, for sure. Yeah. Do you still talk to Yolanda now? Just texting or like messages on social media or whatever. She's a sweetheart. I'm I'm really happy for her. She seems like she has a great life now. Yeah. I, I think so. Never go back to the housewives. She's, I, she's good. She's over it, right? I think so. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Lisa Vanderpump? I think she's, I mean, I don't keep in touch with her. I would, she got mad at me because I didn't go to a charity event that she threw. Um, and so I don't keep in touch with her anymore. But I, I think that, you know, I think she does a lot of great things. I think that, I, I don't think that she wanted to get off of the housewife show. I think that she felt like, you know, she had to play her hand. And um, I don't, I don't think that um, I think she tried to stay on it to some degree with some of the things that I know of. And, you know, she she asked for some specific things that the show wasn't going to give her to, you know, to make it better so she could save face. And um, she she you know, she walked away. But she in my opinion, I told you this before when we talked originally, I think she kind of got a little bit um too big for what for the, for the ensemble cast, and she did produce. She did try to control the storylines, and she did you know talk and and you know she would call you and text you and you know someone needs to say this say that. She she does did do those things. She did. Really. Oh yeah, yeah. So like you would get a text. And it would say, like, I think you should say this, or if not, have Kyle say this, and this is a great storyline. When we were filming the the scene at um, the um, Erica's house, and, and Tom was there, and it was, like, after I had already uh, told uh, Vanderpump and the rest of the girls, you know, like, hey, you know, Erica's, like, warning me about you, and I should stay away from you. And she said that, you know, you're, you know like you're a sniper or whatever it was. And uh, so we're there having this dinner and, and we were all, it was great. Everyone's getting along. We were actually having a really nice time. And, you know, we sit on our phones and you get a little vibrant and you can like look down and see what the producer, or whatever some of the showrunners are saying as far as, you know, how things are going. And Vanderpump got a text that said, this, this dinner is really boring, make something happen. So she showed it to me. And I thought, okay, well, like, let's go then. Let's, you know, let's make a dinner and get out of here. <laughs> and yeah. And so it's, it's like that, you know what I mean? It's, there's those kinds of things that go on. But the funny thing is, is that, and in that instance of that dinner and they didn't show it in the way they cut it all up, I, you know, Erica Vanderpump then said, you know, Erica, why did you say those things about me? And Erica looks right at me and like starts in at me and I'm like, don't, don't bring me into this. You're sitting across the table. Why don't you two talk about it? You said it. There she is. Talk, talk amongst the two of you. And the whole conversation was completely different than the way they ended up showing it. And there was no kicking anyone out of the house. We all hugged and 
it was like it was great but they made that look so different huh yeah and and i and you know what's really funny is the guy one of the guys from the show called me because we get the show on thursdays and then ours aired i think on monday or whatever and he's like catherine have a glass of wine before you watch it don't worry don't panic everything's going to be fine you know you're going to get some hate from this and, you know, I just want you to know, like, it'll turn around. It's going to turn around for you. How, you know, how do you how do you know that? Right. And then I watched it and I thought, well, God, that's not at all how it went. But I, even then I was like, whatever, it's not a big deal. Nothing really happened. But it was just Erica's because I didn't know what was going on in the um, the confessionals or that like the little when you're in the what are they called when they come yeah. over at your house? And I didn't realize like she was just like cursing me out up and down and saying all this, you know, she's an F and C and blah, 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 blah. Please. There's so much stuff that they didn't show. And I was like, this is, and I even went to them and said, you guys, this is crazy. You, this is so unbalanced in, in, in light of what's going on. But that's, they, they made the season, you know, that was the way the story went. And, like, that's what they've been accused of. Like, they could play favorites. Like, let's show Lisa in a favorable light. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because, honestly, when we were filming the first season, the whole thing was is that Erica doesn't give anybody anything. No one knew who she was. It was boring, boring, boring. And but she would spend all this money, like, all of this, you know, with everything to be so glamorous. And she would give great interviews at home but she never said anything to anybody to their face and one of the the guys even said erica came up to me said she's talking so much shit about everybody in her confessionals but then she's being nice to your faces someone needs to take her down and i i was like i think she's nice like i don't have an issue with her i mean i think she's a little you know like i don't like the way she talks i didn't like you know all the F-bombs and the C-words and everything. I'm like, I'm from Wisconsin. We don't talk like that. But, I mean, that's, yeah. Right, so they were like, someone needs to take her down, almost like creating a storyline with that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you think, Eric, I mean, do you think Lisa and, to that extent, Kyle, like, got favorable treatment, like, during the season you were there? Like, from producers? I think it's already, like, they, 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 look for the storyline and once the storyline starts then they have who's going to be the target who's the the villain who's the one who's going to be the, the the woman to kind of try to pacify the ladies and smooth it over it's kind of it's a form in my opinion it's a formula and you know and if little squabbles flare up on the side okay great but yeah there's it you know and, and if someone has too much of an issue and doesn't want to do something. I remember we were coming back from Dubai and this was after like the big blow up with Kyle and, in um, Lisa Vanderpump and remember Kyle was like, you know, you throw me under the bus. I'm like the battered housewife. And I have to say, I fell down the stairs and everything like that. Do you remember that part? Yeah. So we were coming into, I, I don't know if it was like the, if it was like the last, yeah, it was like the last, party or the last big thing that we did for the season 
and Kyle was having everyone out to the desert, but it wasn't done yet. And, and it was kind of Kyle wasn't willing to throw Vanderpump under the bus. And, and I even was saying to Kyle, like, what are you doing? Like, why don't you just say you don't believe her? Like, just own it. And Kyle would not because she didn't want to go to war with Vanderpump. She's like, Catherine, it's not freaking worth it. She's she's brutal. And they were really it, it was constantly Eileen and Rena, like, you know, building them up, building them up and helping them take down Vanderpump. And I remember we were on the plane flying home and everyone was so tired and they had to divide us on the plane. They couldn't even, I mean, all of the seating got rearranged than what it was originally, who was sitting with who to separate them. And I remember Rena was like literally on all four crawling down the first class aisle to get to people to talk. Like a secretive mission to like hash out what the next plan was going to be. So no, so Vanderpump didn't see it. I didn't see it. It was, it was, and, and I thought, yeah, I can't do this. This is not my cup of tea. That's when you're like, this is so bad. And maybe like you've lost sight of like reality and you'll do anything for this show. And, and honestly, I mean, this sound, I was, I was bored out of my gourd. It was, it, it was, it wasn't even like good high school or junior high school shit. It was so bad. Because it wasn't real. It's one thing to fight about something where it's real, right? But when you know it's like bullshit and it's not even a good story and you're seeing the bill, it's like a, it's like reading a bad script. It's like, oh, come on. Like, this is so bad. Was everybody in on it? Like, was, I mean, it was Erica's first season. Like, did she get it right away? Like, yeah, let's create a story and let's fight. Or did she not? Erica wanted to take down Vanderpump from season one. So she was good with it. She did not. And I don't know if that came from Yolanda not liking Vanderpump. But, yeah, she she was never giving her a chance. Interesting. She hated her. She hated her. Huh. I wonder why. I think that, I think that, I think that Yolanda in, in Vanderpump had passed blood with um, Muhammad. And I think that, you know, I think that... Erica was just being loyal to Yolanda and kind of, you know, and, and, and Erica's not a girl's girl in any way, shape or form. Really? No, zero, zero. I, and, and, you know, I, I, I understand why I think she didn't have, and she told me she didn't have, you know, like affection from her mom growing up. Her grandmother was everything to her and, and then I think, you know, she was so young when she went to New York and, and then she worked at that. I, I mean, I don't even call it a strip club or whatever, but you know what I mean? You just kind of get a little tainted. And, and I think when you're a woman in that kind of light, you don't trust. And she said that she's like, I, I don't trust women. You know, rather than rather than saying, hey, what's your issue? Like, let's talk about it. You know, I think this about you or that about you. She would never have the dialogue in the conversation. She just, you know, talks smack behind your back. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And you think Rena was the biggest shit stirrer out of like her Vanderpump? The season I was on. Yeah. Yeah. She was the one who the producers were working with. 
to get everything rolling. And she did a great job. I mean, honestly, I think she's phenomenal. I think she's amazing. She, I think, has found her calling in this. Totally. She's so good. I mean, I love Melrose Place. I was a huge Melrose Place fan forever. So, but you kind of forget all that now. It's just like, she's good at this. She's so good at it. She's really good. She's so colorful. She's got more energy than a 10-year-old. She's, you know, she just, she loves it. She's an entertainer. She really is. She's, she, I think she's so good. <laughs> I mean, is this the reason? Because you guys, you guys were friends before this. I mean, is that, like, you don't speak to her now, right? Brenna? Yeah. Or do you oh, still I speak? Would, I, would, I would speak to her in a second. I have zero, I don't have any issues with her at all. I think she's great. Yeah. I mean, we keep in touch on social media and if I called her, I don't, you know, I would assume she'd pick up the phone and vice versa. I would talk to her like nothing happened. And same with Kyle and Vanderpump. I've seen Kyle. Kyle's great. And I keep in touch, same, you know, just texting and social media. The only ones that I don't keep in touch with are, um, I don't keep in touch with Erica at all. I don't like her. <laughs> um, I don't keep in touch with Eileen and um, and, Van- and Vanderpump. I don't because she's mad at me, <laughs> which I think is hysterical. And she's mad at you just because of this charity event. I didn't show up. Yeah. And I was leaving. I was flying out internationally and she wanted me to drive up to go to this party and then it, it rush hour traffic. I'm like, I can't do it. You can't be everywhere at once. Oh, and she was just not happy about that. Yeah. And Eileen, I nothing. You just don't speak. There's no particular reason. It's, you know, it's honestly, David, it's like, it, it's kind of like that actressy, like, life. I just don't, I just am not a real big, like, Hollywood, you know, you know, actressy kind of gal. That makes sense. And Erica, who you don't like, what is it? It's just, like... I think she's, this is just my opinion, obviously, like yeah. what I saw. And I generally speaking, like to think I'm pretty dead on with people judging of their characters. I think she's, I, I think she's, um, I just don't think she's real at all. I don't think she's um, a caring person. I saw her talking really poorly to all the crew and the way she talked down to people and, and, you know, snapped at people that were less than her that were working for her. I don't like that at all. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I just, I don't think that she is a, I don't think she's a, a nice person. That's the best way to say it. That yeah. makes sense. Do yeah. you know, do you know the new girls, Garcelle and Sutton? I know Garcelle well. Yeah. And I haven't seen her in a long time, but she's amazing. I love Garcelle and I don't know Sutton. I think Garcelle did well on her. I mean, we've only had one episode. I get it. I thought she did well. She is such a beautiful person. She's amazing. She's got a heart of gold. And she's, I mean, she's beautiful. She's, she's sharp. She might, I'm sensing she might do well on this. I, I don't know. I'm sensing. I get a feeling from her. Mm-hmm. That was part one of our sit down exclusive interview with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Catherine Edwards. Make sure to tune in to part two coming soon, where we get into Lisa Vanderpump, Faye Resnick, 
that fated night that Catherine and Faye ran into each other on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, how all of that went down, what Kyle asked Catherine to do and not to do, and of course, O.J. Simpson. Thanks for listening, guys. Look out for part two coming soon. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.